Hey, redheads and everyone else listening. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Adrian. Steph, cool episode today. I feel like it's going to be so confident boosting, right? Yeah, very, very cool. We are talking with Adam Livermore. He is Orbe's global educator. He lives in New York City. He works at Muse Salon and also works as a freelance on editorial celebrities fashion. At Orbe, he teaches hairstylists, cutting, styling, and product knowledge, and works closely with new product development on testing and development. And so cool, his celeb clients range from Cher to Meg Ryan to Naomi Campbell. And he's a hybrid model redhead himself. And he has a red beard and blondish hair. And he gave us a quote before, um, this interview where he said, red hair special. I love it. So can't wait to talk to him. Yeah. Can't wait to talk to him more about, you know, his red beard. I find that so, you know, so cool. Yeah. That's actually one of the really a popular post on how to be a redhead.com. We did like a couple of years ago, I think it's like Mm -hmm. a lot of people. So the reason it came up in the beginning about the red beard was because if you have the redhead gene, but you're not like an actual redhead, you're still susceptible to melanoma and redheads are more susceptible to melanoma than anyone else. And we're still in melanoma awareness month. So still talking about melanoma all the time. So it's really important to know if you come from a family of redheads or anyone who's had melanoma, your chances of getting melanoma are very high. So the interesting part about the redhead beard is that if you know anyone who has a red beard, that means that they have the redhead gene. Just interestingly enough, the red gene just didn't go to their hair. It's just in their beard. So it's really going to be cool. I want definitely want to talk to him about like if he enjoys the sun or like, um, you know, there's certain redhead qualities that we're sure he has. But um, having a red beard, technically, like you are a redhead because you do have the gene, even if like stuff, there have been guys I know that we've seen pictures of who like have black hair, but a red beard. So yeah, it's good to know. Yeah. And they say studies show that two in five men have redheaded beards and we'll include the link to that popular article that Adrian just mentioned on why males have redheaded beards. But every time we post it on social, you see people's, they share photos or tag other relatives or friends saying, oh my God, you know, this is, this is fascinating news because I think a lot of people don't realize that, oh my God, my hair's not red on top, but then I have this very red, vibrant beard. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. So definitely share with us too, if you know anyone who has a red beard or anyone in your family with a red beard, um, it's just cool to like know that it's spread the word too that being, having a red beard is like being a redhead because you do have the gene. So I, I think that's the coolest ever. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So yeah, I was super excited to talk with Adam and get all of his wealth of knowledge when it comes to hair products, um, hair trends for this summer. We're going to be talking about curls and fading red hair and roots. I think a lot of redheads can relate to both and all topics. So let's call them up. Guess what, redheads? The H2 Bar Box is now offering a deluxe version of the Beauty Box sent out four times a year in addition to the monthly box. You now have two options for enjoying the 
beauty subscription box for redheads. The monthly box is worth $80 plus, and the deluxe quarterly box is worth $250 plus. Each and every product is Redhead Friendly approved. Head to h2barbox.com to subscribe and use code PODCAST to receive 20% off. Hi, it's Stephanie and Adrian Vendetti from How to Be a Redhead. Hey, ladies. Hello. Hi. We're so happy to have you on today. I'm so happy to chat with you. Thanks for reaching out. This is a pleasure. I love what you guys do. The podcast is so great. Oh, thank oh, you thank so you. much. Thanks. That's so awesome. So let's get right into it. Um, we talked briefly about you prior to calling you. So our listeners know all about you and your background. But we have to ask, what was it like growing up with red hair? Okay, so this is funny. I didn't grow up with red hair. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so I, okay. <laughs> so here's the story. Here's this, bear with me. So, you know, sometimes you see guys on the street who have like a really red beard, but kind of blondish hair. They're like hybrid yeah. models. Yeah. So that's me. That's me. And so I wasn't a redhead until I grew a beard, like in my late 20s, I guess. And when that happened, I was like, oh, man, the red looks really good. Like it made sense. And I loved it. And so I started coloring my hair to match my beard so that it was like all the same thing. And I was a redhead. And now wow. I'm kind of. Yeah, yeah. And so now these days I do a little bit kind of like really post pandemic, less maintenance with the color. But uh, so, yeah, I'm like a hybrid redhead. And growing up where and when I did, I grew up in really small town, Iowa. There's a lot of Central European and Northern European heritage there. So there were blondes and redheads everywhere. So like mm. it would it would not have been a big deal. <laughs> that is so cool. Does anyone in your family have red hair? So the only other redhead who presents is my mother's father, whose name was Red. And he wow. looked like a Norman Rockwell painting. He had flaming orange hair and rosacea and he was a mailman and he always had the dove gray uniform on and <laughs> oh wow <laughs> he, he was quite the picture of a redhead and so yeah i got it from him i love his that name is so cool yeah so being orbe's global educator we know that you must obviously know so much about the entire line. And we actually featured their mm. Gold Lust Power Drops Damage Hair Repair Booster in our most recent winter deluxe H2 Bar Box. So for those listening, who's a good candidate for this product? That's so cool. The Power Drops are really cool. I'm glad you guys like them. Yeah, they're there awesome. Are three of, okay, so there are three of them. And the Repair one, which is the one that it sounds like you have in the black and white ombre bottle, that is a 2% linoleic acid booster serum. So the way you use that is you cocktail it into any other product of your choice that's going to stay in the hair, three to five drops. And that linoleic acid repairs both the inner structure of the hair and the cuticle, the outside layer, if there's damage. So it's really best for damaged hair, like chemically damaged or heat damaged um, That's really what it's for. It won't adversely affect hair that's not damaged, but you're really going to get the benefit on damaged hair. Okay. And then you do you apply it when your hair is wet or when it's dried? doesn't really matter either way. As long as you mix mm. it into another product, then that other product becomes the vehicle. And at Orbe, we talk a lot about prep style and finished products. 
it's kind of like in the makeup world, you have prep products before you put on your makeup, right? Like your moisturizers, your serums, eye creams. We do the same for hair. We have prep products that we put on before we put on styling products. And that uh, booster, the power drop that you mentioned, normally we would mix into a prep product. So it goes on kind of as a first layer underneath all your other stuff. Very cool. Wow. And when it comes to roots, so this is a topic that I feel like Adrian, we get asked all the time. Constantly. Yeah, that and fading red hair, which we will get into. Um, but when it comes to roots, we know that Orbe has an airbrush root touch up spray for reds. Um, do you recommend this product for natural redheads who now dye their hair to make it more vibrant and redheads by choice who dye it? Definitely, yeah. So I actually tested that formula very extensively. They sent it to me for development. Cool. <laughs> oh, wow. They knew, Love it. Yeah, because they, yeah, they know that I have red hair and that I, you know, work with a lot of redheads. And um, a lot of the red shades out there when it comes to root touch-up sprays and, you know, that those type of cosmetic red products, the, sh the shades aren't very good. And so, yeah, we worked really hard to get that shade just so. It's not too purple. It's not too orange. It's it's just enough coverage. It's sheer, so it's kind of layerable and buildable. It's awesome. And so, yeah, I would recommend it to anybody who chooses to be a redhead, who colors their hair, and when the roots come in, you spray that on the roots, and it covers them up and kind of camouflages it. Or if you have gray hair and you wear a red color, same thing. It'll camouflage the gray roots. I even recommend it for people to fill in your hairline if it's kind of thin. Like sometimes when we're doing like snatched up ponytails or slicked back looks, if the hairline looks a little sparse, we do this for celebrities a lot and like for on-camera stuff, you can use it to just airbrush in the thin parts. Men can use it if they have thinning hair too, same thing. Wow, it's great so, for that. So you use it like a dry shampoo? Sort of. It okay. doesn't dry clean the hair per se. It's it's sort of like a hybrid between almost a dry shampoo and like a mineral makeup. It's mineral pigment in it, so it doesn't mm. look too chalky. It has kind of a nice, natural, glowy look, and it does have a rice starch that absorbs some oil. So not exactly a dry, dry shampoo, but a little bit of like a pigmented, you know, root touch-up spray. That's, that's what it's called, and that's really what it's positioned as. Okay. So it's really good for a person that maybe the roots are coming in, but their hair appointment isn't until, I don't know, a few weeks out, right? Exactly. Yeah. To get you through. It's like your secret weapon. Yeah. <laughs> to get you through. I know. When or Adrian again, if you're... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say when Adrian and I get roots um, later in life, we're going to have to... I'm so scared. Turn. I know because I'm... I, this is Adrian. I'm a natural redhead and I, I've never mm -hmm. dyed my hair in my whole life, but I have so mm -hmm. many whites coming in and I know the day is going to come soon. <laughs> so ah. I'm like, I'm, I'm taking notes like forever about everything I need. <laughs> well, the interesting thing about that is that they say redheads don't go gray. They go blonde. But I think the reason why they say that is because when red hair loses pigment and those those fibers kind of turn gray, they sort of look blonde and they mix in with the red hairs. And so the overall composition just gets kind of blonder. And you could definitely for quite a long time, probably get away with just things like glazes or glosses, things that aren't going to give you a root anyway. So, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of giving you a little peace of mind, hopefully. And yeah, when it comes time, 
or when you choose to color your hair, don't worry about the roots because you've got the Orbe root touch-up spray. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So now going into fading red hair. Now this is Stephanie. I've been using color depositing shampoos, glosses, glazes for I think over 10 years just because in my early 20s, I noticed that my hair was kind of getting really faded um, and almost like a brassy brown in the back. And then people were asking me when I would tell them that I'm the co-founder of How to Be a Redhead, they would look at me and ask if I was a redhead. So I need products like that. So that's also another common question that we get asked from our audience on a daily basis about fading red hair. What are your top tips to keep red hair vibrant and for those listening that are also experiencing fading red hair? Mm, this might be a surprise to you, actually. The number one, like, handiest, easiest, most elegant solution, I think, for redheads who are feeling, like, kind of drabby or like their color is fading, is if natural red hair is a good clarifying shampoo. Mm. I, find, I find that red hair, natural red hair, when you get product buildup on it, it really changes the way the color looks much more so than a brunette and even more so than a blonde. It just looks less red. And I find even on my like sort of augmentality red color that like on shampoo day, I wash my hair like once a week and I pile product into it all week long in between on shampoo day. My color like looks the best. It looks all week long. It looks vibrant and bright and shiny and so beautiful. So you know, even for people who are using color depositing shampoos and glazes and things like that, they can build up. And a lot of the color depositing products, you know, similar to what we just talked about with the Orbe Root Touch-Up Spray, those shades aren't exactly ideal. A lot of them are a little too brown or a little too purple. And, you know, if you get in, if, if you feel like your color is not looking like what you want it to, get in there with a good clarifying shampoo and scrub it and cleanse it out and I can almost guarantee you're going to like it better. So when it's it, a big difference. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try that. When it comes to a clarifying shampoo, are you? do you look for a shampoo that says clarifying on the front of the bottle? Yeah, I mean, clarifying is, is sort of says it. Clarifying or mm -hmm. detoxifying is another one you'll see out there. Um, you do want to be careful with those shampoos because a lot of quote-unquote clarifying shampoos have ingredients in them that people really don't want these days, like sodium lauryl sulfate, sodium lauryl sulfate, mm. sodium chloride, aggressive surfactants. And that's how they clarify the hair. They're, they're kind of like strippers, really, that chemically remove product buildup, mineral buildup from your water, stuff like that. But we actually do have one from Orbe that's pretty cool. It's a cool formula. It's based on volcanic ash. So it mechanically scrub, scrubs and buffs away product buildup. There's no bad ingredients in it that are that are like aggressive detergents. It works by mechanical action. So you can get it in there and scrub it, which is such a good feeling to give it like a good scrub down. And yeah, you'll you'll see right away, like after one use, your color is going to look brighter, shinier, better. It's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I'm definitely I can't wait to try that. So do you use like what I alternate my shampoo with? a clarifying shampoo and then the other next time I wash my hair or my regular shampoo? Yeah, it kind of okay. depends on how often you shampoo. If you're shampooing every day, which really hardly nobody does, you could clarify maybe once a week. If you're more in the every three to four day shampoo range, 
it might be more like once or twice a month. But honestly, like with the Orbe clarifier, which is called the cleanse, that's the name of it. And I'll send you one. I'll send you one. Um, you can use that kind of whenever you want to, because it doesn't have any ingredients again that are going to be damaging. Okay. Very cool. My gosh, that's kind of eye opening for me. I'm hoping that it makes my red hair look a lot more brighter, especially in the summertime, which, um, Mm. you know, when it comes to summer and frizz, I'm sure you've deal with this all the time, maybe, um, you know, as we get into the warmer months, but what are your top tips for eliminating frizz this summer? The best thing to do to eliminate frizz is stop fighting it. <laughs> and this I is learned like that. Really, it's so true. Okay. It's, it's so true. And it's like a diabolical solution, but you know, a lot of people do a lot of things to make their hair some kind of way and make it look some kind of way like straight or curled with an iron or blown out with a brush or something. And if you're heat styling your hair and it's humid outside, like plot twist, your look has an expiration time. And the more humid it is outside, like in the summer, the shorter that time is. And so I work in a salon in New York City where it's very hot and humid in the summer. And a lot of people are out on the street and they're outside and walking around or in the subway, which is even more. Mm. So if you were to get a blowout in the morning by lunch, it's probably going to be toast. And so what we do especially in the summer, is more natural styling. And I think, first of all, it's more relevant and more beautiful. And we're seeing a big movement toward that in the fashion world over the last several seasons, much more of a movement toward natural textures. We're seeing all kinds of curls. We're seeing the full spectrum of highly textured hair. And it's cool. Designers are interested in that because you can't buy that. You're born with it. And that's why. Oh, cool. wow. That is so cool. You so, know, this is Adrian. I have like the frizziest <laughs> red hair. Like I'm the stereotypical redhead with like frizzy hair. Sure. And lately I've been doing that. I've just been embracing my natural curly hair for like the first time in my life and embracing the frizz. And I kind of just like let it move and let it do its thing. And I Good found that you. not fighting it, like what you said, has really changed just my everyday life of just the way like I explore things. So, when you said that people are coming in and getting their natural hair styled, I was like, my eyes just got really big because I can't, I would love to do that stuff. I've never, I always go to a blog and, and get it straight, you know, like just mm. like with a little bit of wave, but that mm-hmm. is just so awesome. I love that. I think people love blowouts and, and I love to do blowouts and it's for a lot of people kind of like part of the fun of getting your periodical mm-hmm. haircut or getting your color, whatever it is you want to get like the big bad blowout. And that's cool. But for daily life, like you're not going to wear your hair like that. You're not going to do that. And the key to embracing your natural texture and having it look good and look polished, not just like acceptable, but actually polished is all about the product regimen. If you build an intelligent regimen, then you're going to be fine and your hair is going to be beautiful. Treat it more like you treat your skincare regimen. Get intelligent about ingredients. It all starts with prep products that are hydrating and you build it from there. And it's going to be like a whole new world of opportunities for you and a lot more guarantees of good hair days. They're just not going to be blowouts. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And Adrian and I have natural curly hair. Um, We come from a very Italian family and 
So when it comes to curls, is there a certain technique you recommend for caring for your curls? You mentioned prepping your hair. So how would you prep your curls at home? Good question. It kind of depends on how coarse they are because there's curly hair and straight hair, right? But in the curly hair world, there's a whole spectrum of fine, of coarse, of more frizzy, of less frizzy, and it's very individualized. So I would say, of course, you want to start your regimen with a shampoo and conditioner that doesn't have any problematic ingredients, no sulfates, no sodium chloride, no parabens, all of that stuff. And if it's curly hair, I recommend that my clients use some kind of a moisturizer as their prep. And if you think about it, like if you do, if you were to get a blowout and then you go outside in humid air, right, where there's water in the air, what happens? It gets curly. Moisture makes your hair curly. It enhances your curl. So your prep, your first layer of products should be a moisturizer if you want your curls to be even and beautiful and have a little bit of down weight so they stay under control. So that's that's your first product layer is a moisturizing prep. I like Super Shine Light from Orbe, not to make everything about Orbe, but mm-hmm. that's what I like. And then on top of that, you just want to choose a styling product that has enough memory to give your hairs some articulate direction, but not so much that it's going to feel crusty or crunchy. You want your hair to be able to move, and that's important. And you do want to also accept and embrace the fact that you're not going to be running your hands through your hair all day long. You're going to leave it alone. It's, you know, it's, if you're a person who's constantly touching their hair, which some people really do without even realizing it, it's just kind of part of how they live and breathe and move and walk and talk on the phone and do everything they do. Their hands are in their hair. Hmm. That's going to be a learning, that's going to be a learning curve. Wow. But, but yeah, if you can just think of your hair almost more like a garment that you're wearing and respect it and remember that it's there and don't muss it, then it's going to be great. You're going to love it and it's going to look really cool. And you're going to look like you and nobody else is going to look like you. It's going to set you apart. And that's part of why it's cool. That is so, yeah, I, I feel like with curly hair stuff, we have to, I need to accept that I should not be putting my hands. I touch my hair way too much. Me too. I notice that. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it's when a, you're... It's a hard habit to break. Yeah. I saw someone on the subway the other day who was it, who was that person, and I was so fascinated just watching her for like eight stops. Her hands <laughs> were her hands were in her hair just absentmindedly. She had no idea that it was happening, but it was like flip it to the one side, then flip it to the other side, then That's twirl, me. twirl, twirl, <laughs> then gather it up, then drop it, then gather it up, then drop it. That's so and funny. It, it just... Yeah, it was. I just I couldn't stop watching her. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's she's one of those people who experiences her hair by touching it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if you want to wear your hair curly and have it look nice and it's frizzy, it's about learning how to respect that you're not going to be touching it all the time. It's pretty to look at. It's not pretty to touch. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do want to say, too, Adam, I mean, coming from two natural redheads, you are a amazing redhead like we were just blown away by your red hair so biggest well, compliment thanks. from us to you <laughs> thanks i mean it's in my dna like i you know totally. from the from the beard down i am a redhead i'm yeah. just kind of blonde on top so <laughs> yeah I just, uh, yeah i choose to bring it together a little bit 
Yeah, it's awesome. Saying that. I have, trust me, all of the other redhead caveats I have. I cannot be in the sun. I'm vitamin D deficient. Mm. I have lots of freckles. Like it's, you know, I have all the other stuff. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're yeah. we we did a whole podcast episode about vitamin D deficiency and we both, Adrian, yeah. Adrian, you were extreme. I was extreme vitamin D deficient. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had labs done like for regular routine stuff one day and my Me doctor too. was like, you are really vitamin D deficient. And it makes sense because probably like a lot of redheads, I avoid the sun. I hate being in the sun. Me too. And even though we're genetically predisposed to make vitamin D more deficiently, if you don't go out of the house with SPF, without SPF 60 on like I do, and you walk in the shade and you, <laughs> you're never in the sun... <laughs> It's just not going to happen. Were you really yeah. tired when you were deficient on vitamin D? Yeah, like I I didn't feel great. Quite frankly, I don't think I looked great. Um, yeah. You know, I think my night vision is better now that I've got it like all worked Same out. Same here. But yeah, yeah. It's It really makes a difference. It's pretty incredible when yeah. you get that stuff figured out. It, all those redhead things. Another thing I learned recently, and maybe you guys might know this, Redheads apparently require more anesthetic, like at the yeah. dentist. Did you know this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And we, we 20% when, more. Yeah, when we both have talked to an anesthesiologist, when we both have had surgeries, and they confirmed it. And we had a, a professional person on who studied doctor, it. Doctor, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a professional person. I know, yeah. A doc, <laughs> a doc, a doc, a, we had a, the doctor who actually did the study. Remember, Adrian? And yeah. it was featured it's, in like... It's fascinating. Yeah, we had him yeah. on and he... We just asked him like point blank in the beginning of the interview. Remember, do we need more anesthesia? And he said, yes, we do. So... Yeah. So We're, interesting. It really is. Well, Adam, it was so awesome having you on. And um, thank you for sharing all of your great tips. We can't wait to share this with everyone. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to hang out with my redheaded fam out there. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Guess what, redheads? The H2 Bar Box is now offering a deluxe version of the Beauty Box sent out four times a year in addition to the monthly box. You now have two options for enjoying the beauty subscription box for redheads. The monthly box is worth $80 plus and the deluxe quarterly box is worth $250 plus. Each and every product is Redhead Friendly approved. Head to h2barbox.com to subscribe and use code podcast to receive 20% off. Loved having him on. He was oh amazing. God. I know. He's he's really cool. It's just so easy to talk to. I love yeah. when we interview people who it's just so easy. I mean, I could have kept talking to him, to be honest. Yeah, and some of his tips were amazing. Like, the, I'm going to start doing the clarifying shampoo. And yeah. I think, you know, I loved what he said at the end about being unique and knowing that when you embrace your hair texture, no one else has your, your same hair. So that's right. really cool. And I, we follow him on Instagram and... I love his videos and he talks a lot about being unique and different and how it's obviously a, an amazing thing. So I just loved his energy and Thank obviously you. all of his hair tips and um, obviously it, it was definitely Orbe focused because of him being the global educator, but um, definitely going to try some of the products that he mentioned 
mainly the volcanic ash one was yeah, really cool. I know. I know. We'll put everything in the podcast notes when it comes to the products he recommended. Um, what I definitely took apart, uh, took away from this was that I touched my hair way too much. Do you notice that about me? No, I mean, I've had people tell me before that I touched my hair too much. I guess. Okay. I don't know why I'm thinking of you. Like, let's say we're out to lunch and you're sitting there. That's why I wear my hair back. all the You time do touch your hair a lot. Yeah. I, I feel like I touch mine a lot. You probably do. We probably both. You know do. what I do? And it's a bad habit. I'm trying to get out of it is I constantly put my hair behind my ears. Constantly. Do you? All the time. And it doesn't even, I mean, I, it doesn't even look good when I do it. I just, I don't <laughs> like my hair in front of my face a lot. I don't. I don't either. I, that's why, that's why I know everyone who's listening. And you, if you've commented that I look better with bangs, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little rude, but. <laughs> no, I know. But, you know, that's why I don't like it. Cause I don't like hair on my face. But you know, like, I'm trying to think of some of our friends who always wear their hair down. Yeah. And they can just wear they wear it down. Yeah, and it's not bothering them when it bothers me. But I like what you said what you took away from the episode cuz what I took away from it is I need to embrace my natural hair texture. Me too. Like I don't know why. I like deep down inside I'm like, okay, if I did if I went to his salon and I they styled my hair naturally, I'm sure it would look beautiful, but number one, I'm going to leave and touch it the whole time which is probably going to ruin it. Like after hearing what he said, right. It ruins yeah, it. Yeah. So I don't know. You just have I, to stop. You know how we're, I was going to say earlier, it made me think of, you know, when we're on our computers and you constantly, we constantly like touch our skin, you know yeah. what you're doing right now. Yeah. You know, we, we touch our chin if we're concentrating on like an email yeah. or doing something. Yeah. I'm so mindful of that. So maybe just being, Mindful More about mindful. not touching your hair. Cause you know, when you touch your face, you, I always am like, Oh my God, don't touch my face stuff because then I'm going to wake up tomorrow and probably have a, a breakout or a breakout. pimple. Yeah, no, I do. When I, I, when I notice that I'm touching my face a lot, I try to stop. Um, but hair is really hard. Hair is really, really hard. And honestly, I didn't, I, I used to have people tell me like years ago, you know, you touch your hair a lot. And so I re- never forgot it, but I think that's why I always have my hair up because I think it bothers me when it's down. So why do you touch it? Is it, it's heavy. Is it too long? (laughs) Yeah, it might be. It's heavy. And like, I, I, I think I want to do something with it, but I also want it down. Also though, when I get a blowout and they blow it like away from my face and it's kind of just nice. I do. I do like that. Like I got, I got a haircut last week. I cut off like two, two and a half inches. The way he styled it, I had it down for like three days. I even on a walk, I had it down. I was like, wow. I know what you mean. I've had that happen before where it just felt so effortless to have it down. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of like when we've gotten keratin age. I felt effortless with that, which by the way, this is something did not tell you. I found a formaldehyde free keratin it's not really called keratin it's another treatment but we can talk about that in another episode but i was thinking about getting it before i get that i get the one that's not formaldehyde it's called um mm, i'm drawing a blank on the name of it yeah mine's formaldehyde free too but this is like a natural way of getting a hair treatment is it only an hour no they said three hours 
Oh, okay. Well, let me know what it is. But would you would you touch your hair? Well, then you're then we're not embracing our natural hair. When my hair is up. Yeah, me too. I love when I'm home and my hair is up and like I'm. Yeah, but we always say sometimes I feel like I'm not having a good day if my hair is up in a high bun. Oh, in a tight bun. That's different. If it's in a tight bun at the top of my head, watch out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, cannot have the top bun. Like if I'm if I'm if I'm serious and focused, I want the top bun. But like right now I kind of have like a playful bun that's like not tight. And so that's fine. Yeah, so you touch your hair after we hang, we are done with this episode. <laughs> probably, probably. So yeah, I, and I also loved how we talked about respecting your hair. That was redheads need to respect their hair because yeah. not only is it beautiful and unique, but it's you know you yeah have to respect it and, yeah and give it love. And um, just recently, Stephanie, um, I forgot the brand that I've been trying. You told me to try Jill something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, she's so nice. Yeah. Jill. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mm. started in my bath. So she has like, um, you know, it's, like a routine. it's yeah, it's a routine for your hair. And you know, I usually don't like a lot of steps, but because we do so many steps for our skincare routine and that's just like part of my habit. And I do love doing our, my skincare routine. I know you love it. Me too. too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hers is her hair. She has a hair version of like what we do with skin. Oh, okay. So what I did was I took like the shampoo. She'd ha- she doesn't call it shampoo. She calls it wash. And she says to like wash it once. And then and then you wash your hair again, which I love. I wash my hair twice or three times. Anyway Same. In the shower. Mm-hmm. So then she's like the second time you're going to wash it, then you put the toner and you mix it with the wash. Then you put then you wash your hair again with it. And then you she doesn't call it a conditioner. She calls it something else. And you put that in your hair, but you have to let it like sit there for two minutes so that like the product works through your hair. Then you rinse it. Then when you get out, she has a product you use to just like have in your hair. And then when your hair needs more help, she has like this heavy mask that you use to like really like, and it's only in a little bottle because you only need so much. But today, like I put up that TikTok video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's just my hair natural. It's beautiful. After using her product. Well, it's what... So anyway, it made me think about what he said. What he like, said. I've really been doing the steps, and the steps really do work. And I used to always be like, oh my gosh, so many products. I know. Because if you think about like what we put in the H2 bar box, like the mask that was just in from Paul Mitchell in the, in the May box, like that might be the mask that I use for like the next three months. Right. You know what I mean? But like... I've learned to really like switch it up thanks to trying all the products that are going to be in a box. Yeah, no, that's really, I think it's beneficial to the hair too. And what you just said reminded me of what Adam said about you do have to take care of your hair. He said it in so many ways where it is sort of like your skincare routine, how everyone has it or like how you prep your makeup and then you do all your makeup and you do your steps, mascara, eyebrows, et cetera. And then the finishing product that's similar to your hair. Right. Yeah. It's just, it can be a lot, but I think what I took from all of this too, was just what you just said, respecting our red hair. So loved having him on. I think, um, I think this was just a really great confident booster episode, you know? Yeah, I agree. So want to help us spread the news about how to be a redhead brand in this podcast? Please give us a five-star review and tell your friends, redheads, that everyone else to subscribe. You can listen to this podcast directly on howtobearedhead.com, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
And don't forget to look at the podcast notes to find links where the products are mentioned, so much more. Rock it like a redhead. redhead.